you been looking for a business podcast with hosts and guests who don't have a stick up their ass? Yeah, I said it. Damn! Well, if so, welcome to your new home, brother. Brother. This is My Fence Life. Woo! Our three passions are beer, bourbon, and business. And probably in that order. We're bringing on business owners who share tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes stories to help your business be more successful. And we drink during the show. So no matter what industry you're in, pop a cold one and come on in. Welcome to the My Fence Life Studio. There was some uh, drama at Fence Tech about your uh, unveiling of your new stain machine. Uh, literally, I got a text from somebody, and, and they called you a DB, right? This douchebag, he's lying mm-hmm. to us, right? You know what that means, don't you? You in the right spot. You over the target area. Yeah. Hey, guys, we're live. This is the My Fence Life Show. Welcome. What's up, Fence Lifers? Uh, we're on episode 75 of season four. Can you believe that? 75. 75, man. I can't believe it. We have a friend of the show on tonight that y'all know and love and probably use his product. Caleb Roth of Expert Standing Seal. That's who we got, fellas. He's a fence builder. I've been in the fence business since the early 90s. At 18, this cat was handed over the keys to one of the largest fence companies in the Nashville area because his dad decided to retire. And he said, here you go, boy, run with it. And that's what he did. He wore all the hats of the business for five years. And uh, at 23 years old, his dad came in and said, hey, I want to take the business back. I don't want to be retired anymore. I think you're making too much money, Caleb. <laughs> so Caleb said, fine, I'm going to go start a staying business, and I'm going to come behind you and stay in all your fences. Uh, so fast forward 11 years, and uh, he's the CEO and resident staying expert at Expert Staying and Seal, which is the number one staying contract in Nashville, Tennessee. Pretty impressive. He's the founder of the Free Stain and Seal University. Uh, he's also launched the Stain and Seal podcast just so he can learn and share more information about the stain industry. Pretty impressive. He's uh, manufacturing and distributing his own stain worldwide, kind of like D&D Technologies. They're worldwide, and not, not nationwide here, fellas. <clears throat> he's got 25 people in his office, and he's building a new 10-acre state-of-the-art facility just outside Nashville. So let's go ahead and bring uh, Caleb on here. Enough about tooting his horn. What's going on, man? How you doing? <laughs> Heck of an intro. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man. We worked. You did some on digging that. on me, man. Well, you know, I kind of, kind of <laughs> uh, called up Ashley and I was like, "Hey, I, I need the deets on him, man. I need some info. I need to make sure these listeners know what they're getting into, right?" I appreciate <clears> it. Make sure they know he's me. the expert. So, hey, man, welcome to the Southwest Automated Studios, your one-stop shop for gate automation, access control, video surveillance, hardware, and more. 19 locations. Wouldn't you like to have 19 locations? I will. You will. So visit southwestautomated.com, fellas. They're like the Amazon of uh, gate automation. So how you doing, man? What's going on? Doing great. Just got back from Fence Tech, trying to catch up, and uh, we get it done slowly. Yeah, how you like that intro? New intro. It's a little spicy, man. 
<laughs> a little spicy. You might get some heat over it. I know, man. It's kind of funny. We, uh, I didn't write that. We kind of gave a guy some bullet points. Hey, this is what the show's about. Told him to go listen to a couple shows. Told him who our competitors were. Go listen to them. We don't want to sound like them. And he came back with that, and we barely added anything to it. We tweaked it a little bit. Um, he threw the Matt Warner woo in there, which is really a Ric Flair, which we didn't tell him to do. Um, I just had him add old Hulk Hogan brother in there and change a few words. And I was like, yeah, let it rip, man. <clears throat> it was a quick deal. Really I like it. Yeah, yeah. It got a bunch of views on I think we got about 100 views on YouTube on it already. And I posted it just the other night. I think I posted it Monday night, you know, so. Um, <clears throat> look, guys, we got three rules to the show. We're going to be talking bourbon. We're going to talk in beer, and we can talk in business. What you drinking tonight, Caleb? What you on, man? Man, I got water and juice. I got some water, and uh, I drink vitamin juice, man. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not loud, really man. Nah. That's probably if you're listening to the podcast on audio only, that probably don't sound too good. Yeah, now um, you, I feel like I gotta go to the bathroom now. Yeah, I'm drinking. Uh, <laughs> no, man, I, I like to drink some vitamin. Man. It makes me feel good. So I hear you. So energy. I went. I, I went to Oklahoma and came back with the uh, fence tech flu. So <clears> I'm on a uh, Dayquil, fellas. You drink your vitamin water, you won't have to worry about it. I mixed in with a little whiskey. I got the whiskey sitting next to it. Pepper's like, are you going to be able to drive home? I'm like, I don't know. I'll let you know. I'll give you a shout, girl. Old school cough medicine. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, we had a good time at Fence Tech. Uh, it's kind of funny, though. Uh, people didn't go, or let me see. Let me rephrase that. New Orleans had the whole COVID scare, right? If you're going to go, you got to have a car. You got to wear a mask. Not a single person got sick, and nobody was wearing masks. I go to Oklahoma, COVID-free, no COVID anymore. And, like, everybody I know came back with some type of sickness. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, one of, one of our guys in Texas, he's sick. Oh, is he? That's where he goes. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to live, though. He'll be all right. Yeah, he'll be good. So, anyway, man, um, let's talk uh, Let's talk stain, man. Let's talk margins. Let's talk profits. Let's talk uh, – sustaining business and how we can help you grow your margins i know we just did a uh is it barnwood is that the color we've got one called barnwood yeah yeah we just did a barnwood the other day um dylan wasn't a big fan of the color but the homeowner loved it and i was like you know what man it doesn't matter if you like it or not as long as the homeowner does right yeah man it's it's brown yeah it's gray it's brown and it's gray so yeah it was kind of a chocolatey color yeah. yeah, man, it's a cool color. It uh, looks different on some different woods, but yeah, we it's a it's actually a pretty popular color. Yeah, um, it came out real nice. I liked it. He didn't, and we also finally it's been a year, uh, Caleb. I hate to say it, but it's been a year since I've been in my office, and we just stained the mm-hmm. post that hold up my sign out front. <laughs> so we uh, threw some mahogany on it. I'm a big fan of that mahogany. Yeah, my, you are. I did my staying at my house with mahogany. Loved it. Loved it. So, um, man, I went, I ran into you. Like, like I ran into you. I went to your Stain and Seal University in yep. Alexandria, Tennessee, a couple weeks ago. Yep, my hometown. Oh, really? That's your hometown? Yes, sir. Get out of here. I didn't know that. That's why I did it there, man. I wanted, we got a lot of people moving to our hometown, opening coffee shops, restaurants, grocery stores, and 
they're taking a chance on doing that because a lot of people are moving from the city. People want a slower pace, live in, live in a country town. And uh, the only way they're going to make it is if we support them. So I figured let's do it there. Let's buy the food from there. Let's get the coffee from, from town. So that's what okay. we did. Well, that was, made sense with the, uh, with the, um, the pizza and stuff. It was all yeah. local. Yep. Everything was local. was local, man. Yep. I'm big yeah, on I'm big it. on local. I'm real big on buying local. Um I said this at Fence Tech on in a podcast that uh how can I expect my homeowner to buy from a local fence guy and not have some guy from out of town come drive an hour and a half away to do a fence and I'm not buying local. It's kinda hard for me. I feel like it's kinda yeah. hypocritical, you know. Um You gotta do the right thing. Well, and then not only that, man, you have that local person talking about your business to local people that are coming in their store, you know, you're that customer. Somebody brings up a fence or brings up an issue or whatever, whose name's going to come up? Fence King. That's true. And and I'm a pretty positive person, but if the internet ever goes away, you'll, you'll want to be known in your town. Yeah. 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 We you don't, know. we don't want the internet to go away. Cause then I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, we'd have a cannon string or something, right? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, back to Alexandria, Tennessee, Stainless Steel University. By the way, guys, that's free. Mm-hmm. And you just don't go and talk about stain. Y'all pretty much teach classes. What Joe Everest gets up there, talks about marketing, social media, videos, TikTok, all that stuff, right? Because uh, Lord knows he's got that under control. Yeah, we basically I try to take my network of people that I know that that know something. They're smarter than me, and I bring them in and let them teach everybody what they've taught me or uh, or what they have yet to teach me. And uh, it works out well. We brought Tom Reber in this year. He was kind of a headliner for us. Um, we brought in uh, several others, but Tom Reber was really probably the big headliner. And we just we we think you need to leave inspired. You need to leave inspired. You need to learn leave with something new that you've learned and you need to learn, leave with a skill as well. And so we try to, we try to hit all three. Well, you know, you know, you're giving good information out when people in the audience had their phones turned sideways, taking a picture of the overhead projector. Mm-hmm. That's information that they're like, Oh, I need that. I need that. Yep. You know? So there was a lot of that, man. And, uh, by the way, I know, you know, Tom Reber kind of good. Him and I took mm-hmm. a picture together with a, a fence life sign. Yep. Um, I'd like it if you could get me that picture, please. I want to. I'll see what I can do. Print it and frame it in my office. I don't know who took it. Uh, his buddy, the guy, um, the guy who did the skit thing. Okay. What was his okay. name? Yeah, let me see. I know who that is. Derek Johnson. Let me do it right now. You need to hit him up. Say, hey, bro, send me that picture of the uh, the really handsome, aging, balding, slightly overweight guy holding the. Fence life sign that took a picture with Tom Reaver. <laughs> I'm gonna send it right now. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, I'm gonna read a review, man. We've been getting a boatload of reviews. By the way, guys, we got a whole big old thing of uh swag going out. I think I got another twenty or small twenty twenty two more uh swag packages going out. I'm almost out of swag. My assistant was like, Hey, what are we gonna do? I'm like, just stick a sign in there and a couple hats and let it rip, you know? Um, but look, this one comes from Jesse Smith, Smith and company custom fence. LLC says, I love the podcast. Lots of value and lots of knowledge to those little guys out here trying to grow our business. Really appreciate all that y'all do. I'm a fence lifer forever. 
Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate that, man. He put that on his uh his contact form for his <clears throat> uh, his swag. <clears throat> so anyway, back to uh, what we were talking about. Uh, yeah, give me that picture, man. I mean, how many right, people get to get I, a picture I, with I, Tom Reavers, right? Text him on his cell phone. We'll see what he says. <laughs> so I really liked your show. Okay, it. Um, I talked with uh, Matt Warner, and he asked me about it. He's like, "Hey, man, you know, what do you think about Caleb's show?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, I went two years ago, and there was a lot of people there, but like people were there to see see Sean, and people were there to see you, and it was almost like a tug of war of, you know, fence guys and sting guys. So it was kind of hard to." Uh, to judge because I didn't go to the following year to know how many people were there. But this year, I would say there was the same amount of people in Alexandria that was at that show when Sean was there. When, and these were all staying guys now. It wasn't yeah. half staying, half fence. <clears throat> there were certainly a lot of fence guys there. Um, but, but they, but yeah, they weren't we, there. We to marketed learn. this as, as Staining University and Woodcare Expo. Yeah, so they weren't so there we had, to learn fence. They were there to learn stain, even though they we were had, fence guys. We had close to 300 contractors there, which was really nice. Yeah, I, I pulled up, and I'm like, oh, shit, where am I going to park at? Yeah, we blew it up, man. Yeah, it was pretty awesome, man. Um, so anyway, uh, I was pretty impressed. And then you had that little expo going on in the back, which I think has a lot of potential to grow if you get the uh, the right people in there. I got your picture. Oh, did you? Yeah, Text man, it to me, brother. I can't wait. You know, um, that that entire expo, we had Titan sprayers. We had um, uh, Graco said they were going to come. I don't know if they made it. Uh, Pressure Power Wash, powerwashstore.com was there. We we had my salesman. We had uh, a company that makes a deck sander. Um, oh, I saw we, that. We had a lot of people there. All of it was free. We didn't charge for the booth. You know, we're this is this is uh, not a money-making show for us we usually go in the hole pretty heavily to do standing university um but the re but but you know you reap what you sow like i said so yeah um, so yeah. that's why we do it and it and it always pays off for us you know when you when you teach somebody how to fish um it works well so we loved it it's um but you're right i think the expo if we wanted to we could make an expo out of it that paid and um, brought a lot of value to people, but I just got to figure it out. Yeah, I think last awesome. thing I want to do, man. Some of these shows you go to, and there's 50 people there selling T-shirts. There's 50 people selling websites. There's 50 people selling insurance and credit card processing. And I just feel like most people, if you want a credit card processor, Google it. You know, I figure if you're there for wood stuff, let's learn about wood. If you're there for fence, let's do fence and yeah, leave it at that. Well, not only that, then then you bring in, and you know, this is my. Second or third? I think it's my second State and Seal University. And I always learned something because not only did you have Tom Reaver there, which taught a lot of stuff in a short amount of time, but you also get up there and teach these guys about margins and about how to make the most money out of your uh out of your stain, how to bid how to bid certain stain. Like for example, um one of the things was if you're staining under a deck, somebody wants under their deck stain. I think it was mm-hmm. Mandy taught that. Probably. And um, <clears throat> she said it's like three quarters more work. It's Yeah, it's three times the square three footage. Times. 
and three go. times the um, the stain usage. So three, and I say three times the stain and ten times the labor. Yeah, it's a lot, man. I kind of got that mixed up, but I had Dan Wheeler in my ear, so uh, <laughs> I didn't catch everything she said. But yeah, I was like, "Damn, really?" And I thought about it. I'm like, "Yeah, there's a whole lot underneath the deck." When she showed that picture, yeah, it's a lot of detail, a lot of work. We made a lot of mistakes along the way, and if we can just say, "Hey, here's what we did when we messed up," um, maybe it saves somebody else from screwing up. Yeah, yeah. So. We're talking about stain, we're talking about margins, and we're talking about more profit. How can staining help me make better margins? Oh, let, let me, let me, for a fence guy, how is it going to help a fence job make more money? How about that? You know, I did a presentation at AFA, I guess it's the AFA University or whatever at Fence Tech uh-huh. um, on this very subject. So I'm going to pull some of my slides up here. Um, and go, you know, you, you talked about my background in fencing. I grew up in the fence business ever since it's, that's my family business. Mm-hmm. And, um, the number one callback that I had when I was in fencing was warping, cracking and twisting. And all the people that I talked to, they say the same thing. It's warping, cracking and twisting. I, I had and, that same deal today. I had a, yeah, man. a fence board you, rep out on my job because of some warping that a customer was freaking yeah. out over. Well, they love you. You build them a beautiful fence and they love you. And then three weeks later, they call you back and you're, you're a jerk. They hate you. And the th- and then, so what do we do over the years? Um, we figure out, well, we just write clauses in our contract that say acts of God or mother nature. Warping right. is not, not covered mm-hmm. and all that. But the, the problem, the problem is, is um, the, the big problem is you don't know how much money you're losing because if, if you build a fence and it warps terribly, most, a lot of people, their personality, they don't like confrontation. They're not going to call you and tell you. They're just going to call somebody else next time. And it's, it's expensive to acquire a customer. So why would we do something that would, would cause us to lose the customer? I want to keep it. And um, so, so what we started doing, we just figured out if we stain the fence with the oil-based stain, that the warping, cracking, and twisting just about goes away. I mean, it reduces dramatically mm-hmm. and the fence looks better. Yeah. So, and it's know. unique. Nobody else in the well, neighborhood's got it. If, well, if they're the only ones that do it. Yeah. Well, your, your signs on the best looking one in the neighborhood and all the other ones are turning gray and getting nasty and warping and yours is stand straight. It's uh, it's there's that, then it differentiates your bid. It's um, and you can maintenance that, you know, we, we have a stain that's got a lifetime warranty with a maintenance plan. So you can keep that customer forever. You can come back in their backyard. Now, some guys will tell you, well, that's bad for business because I want to come back and rebuild that fence when it falls down or whatever. But the problem is, is your most customers, if you build them a fence and it falls down, they're not going to call you back anyway. She's well, here's the thing, man. You know, if you're going to rebuild a fence, it's going to be 12 plus years, right? If there's not a tornado or a hurricane or some freak wind <clears throat> burst thing or whatever hell happens in Colorado, right? Micro bursts or whatever. So yep. with stain, it's every three years. So imagine on a fence that you built, you go back at least four times, maybe more, because the stain is going to prolong the fence in its life. And you might get 20 years out of that and go back six times to stain. We want to turn a $1 customer into a $4 customer for the fence guy. I mean, that's the goal. You keep a customer, you increase the lifetime value. 
it's a it's a big thing for your business. And if you can get a maintenance contract drawn up with these people, now you have recurring revenue. Now your business, your multiplier on your business is different. So um, that's where I'm at with it. I want I want to build value. How many fence guys you've seen run their fence business for 20 or 30 years and then they, they think they're going to sell when they retire and then they they call a business broker and they find out, well, the business is worth a truck and a trailer and yeah. an air compressor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. really they got nothing to sell because they don't have they don't have contracts. They don't have recurring revenue. They don't have anything like that. They don't have a, a team in place. Right. So um, recurring revenue will give you the ability, if you're hungry enough, to build the team, to build the rec- you know the recurring revenue, to build the team that can maintain and run your business while you're not there. So for me, that's, I mean, in my opinion, that's, that's what I want to do. So um, if we can figure that out and then show others along the way, it's a good deal. Yeah, I think that's a... Uh... Uh, you know, talking about that residual income, I, I, I like that word. I like it a lot. You know, that's like my um, my grass guy. I'm like, dude, as long as it rains, you're golden, you know? You bitch about the rain, but the rain's what makes the grass grow. And then you just got to cut it more. I'm reading Sean King's uh, comment here. Read that. Uh, I don't know. I can't find it, man. I let just... me let me read it to you, man. I'm I'm going to jump right to the comments section. Take over the show. Go ahead. Sean Sean King says we give our customers a wood guarantee, and he says we guarantee all our wood customers in writing that their new fence will warp, crack, splitting, shrinking, decay, and deterioration will occur within two weeks. And if it does not, then we will replace it for free with a fence that will. We guarantee the wood fence will have all the natural characteristics they want. If they don't want uh, that we have a vinyl fence. They've completely, it's completely solved all their callback issues. So it's been a game changer for them. And I think he's probably serious. Uh, yeah. If you tell it's, you tell the truth up front, you apologize in advance. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, that's because of Sean. That's what my, uh, my warranty reads. Hey, mm-hmm. this is going to, this, this fence is going to warp, crack, split, twist, bow. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've seen a two by four walk across the front yard, you know, mid June. Yeah. I mean, literally, throw a two by four off the truck, come back, and it's halfway across the yard. You're like, how the hell did that happen? And you go over there, and the thing's all twisted and bowed just by being out in the sun for yeah. you know four or five hours because I didn't need it. Um, That's a problem. So, so, so we do what we can. I mean, we we know we know that we can we can stop a lot of that. Um, you know, warping, twisting comes from uneven drying in the wood, and so if we put a stain that's got a lot of oil in it, we can go into the wood, and that oil doesn't dry. It can keep the wood. Um, naturally preserved just like it was when it was a tree. So um, that's, that's the basics of it. And so, so that's what we do. We, we try to help uh, fence guys eliminate those problems, by making a stain that will well, uh, go to work for you. Them. know, callbacks is an issue. I mean, mm-hmm. think about that today. We had a callback. It's pure profit. Man. It, cuts, right. it cuts, it takes, <laughs> it takes pure profit out of your business. So I had Dylan and I had a rep out on the job today. A lady was furious about her fence. And today we get there and the fence looks great. And we're like, uh, what's wrong with the fence? The picture she sent us, I was like, oh my God, look at this fence. Well, the way that she took it and the way that the sun was, it was casting shadows from a little bit of warping that already started and it made it look mm-hmm. worse. But when you went over there and rubbed your hand on it, I mean, it was perfect. And you looked at it. She's like, I just don't understand. Yeah. But guess what? That was a callback. Um, Dylan spent probably two hours over there because you know what happened he dealt with the homeowner and then he likes to uh talk a lot so he probably hung out with the rep for a few 
And that was just all lost profit, all lost productivity. Mm -hmm. That's why we use all of the D&D technologies. No callbacks. So that's why we're pushing stain, man. You know, we're, we're getting in it sooner than later. You know what I mean? We're just... We're chipping away at it, chipping away at it. So I think we've stained about four fences now. Um, we just did one the other day. We got another one on the books, so that'll be number five. And we're we're just trying to introduce it into our market, you mm-hmm. know, because I see the value in it. I see the not only can I make money and margin, more margin on my jobs, more profit on my jobs, but it's going to keep the callbacks from coming. It's going to keep my fence looking better longer. Um, you know, I was one of the only guys in my area that didn't charge to do a decorative gate. Everybody else was like, oh, well, you know, if you want a decorative gate, it's going to be a little more. I wanted all my fences to look their best. So I just saying it. That's the fence king standard. We arch it. We cap it. We put a decorative porthole. You just got to pick which one you want. And sure enough, all our fences look good. People don't know what they the, people don't know what they want until they know what they can get. A lot of times, so if you can, I mean, that's another reason that one of the things that really separated us when when I was bidding fences and started staining was a lot of times I'd be the only person who quoted staining, and um, I could easily quote if um, I could quote yellow wood. You know, we're in a treated pine market. I could say, well, yellow wood says right on their website that you should stain their their wood within two to three days, um, and they say that it's not complete until it's finished. So. We really? just hit them with the facts, you know. I didn't know and, that. Uh, yeah, it says it right. They got a YouTube video on it. It's years old, but um, that's the thing. A lot of people want to wait six or eight months. Stain it right away. I mean, let the initial moisture get off of it. Stain it right away. You know, a lot of people disagree with that, but you know, they'll say, wait a year. Will it absorb more stain in a year? Absolutely. But it's going to warp, crack, twist, and turn gray in a year. You're going to have to wash it. Um, I would just rather go ahead and do it on the front end, and maybe you won't get as much longevity out of it. Um, because you've stained something that's not quite ready to go. Um, maybe maybe the posts or things are still holding a little high of a moisture content. But if you look at it in a year, it's perfectly straight. It's not warped. So there's a lot so, of different opinions on that. But so we that's stained, the way we would do it. We stained the fence last week when I was in uh, Oklahoma for Fence Tech. And mm-hmm. um, uh, my guys, the, the homeowner wanted to add a gate. So my guy set two posts, cut in a gate into the existing fence, and then stained it. And they're like, hey, man, these uh, posts that we just set today, they don't look the same as the rest of the fence. Now, the fence was about five, six weeks old. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so, so I know what you're talking about. The stain didn't take like it took on the rest of the fence. But I feel a whole lot better that that gate's not going to warp. Yeah. And plus, we're building all of our gate frames out of uh, Western Red Cedar 2x4s. So I'm even more uh, I'm even more confident that it's not going to warp. Yeah. The way we figured that out is um, years and years ago, I had a home builder. And you know how home builders are. Um, we, we got smart and we started working with the home builders and we would get them to include the fence in the closing. So you got a $300,000 house, somebody they want, they make an offer on it for two fifty, and the home builder says, no, it's 300, but I'll throw you in a free fence. And so we would build the fence for them. So we built the fence and they said, look, we're closing tomorrow. You have to build it and stain it today. 
And um, the same with the deck. They had a deck builder there and they wanted us to stain it right away. So we stained the fence against our will. Didn't want to do it, but stained it immediately. It was treated pine. It was green. It was wet. And um, I said, you know, no warranty on that. And the home builder said, I don't care. We just got to close on it. It's part of the deal. Uh, and so so we did it. Five years later, it still looks good. Really? And my, and my stain wasn't as good back then. Well, you know, I was a little surprised uh, a couple of years ago when um, we were at, where was that at? Lebanon? Is it Lebanon? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. We were in Lebanon, Tennessee at the uh, fairgrounds. Well, Sean built a fence, and that's when I was yep. like, I looked at Dylan. I'm like, dude, we, uh, we're we not building fence right. I've been building fence wrong for 20 years. <laughs> Talk yeah. about a humbling freaking moment, bro. <laughs> you know, you got some little short, bald-headed guy from uh, Indiana going, you know, you're building fence wrong without telling you you're building fence wrong. And I'm like, uh, I feel like an yeah. ass right now. So we we implemented it right away. All right, we're making changes. We got to build a better fence. I'm building a legacy, you know, not a checking account. And uh, so anyway, Sean does his little wave cut in it. Fence looks great. And then Kenny stained it right away. Well, to tell, to tell the story better, they opened treated pine bundles of wet wood, built the fence in the rain. Yeah, four hours. Yeah, it was in the rain. That's right. Yeah, and then we stained it. So, you know, a lot of people hear me talking about um, stains that don't stink, and they think maybe I'm talking about somebody else. Well, I'm I'm actually not. There's a there's a big reason behind having a stain that doesn't stink. No solvent. It's good for your health, right? But the real reason is solvents, aka VOCs, evaporate quickly. So if you put an oil based stain that's high in solvents on wet wood. The solvent that carries the stain into the wood will evaporate before the wood dries out enough to take the stain in. And then same thing on really, really hot days. If this, if, um, if you put a stain down and it's 110 degrees in Texas, um, it, the, the solvent can flash. It'll flash dry. You've heard of that. And then you wind up with all these guys, colonists, uh, using products that flash dry and they can't figure out what the problem is. Um, solvents really, really, um, we're against them because they'll kill you for one, but two, they give us problems. If you put a stain that's high in oil, like the one we make, there's a reason we do it that way. I can put it on a wet fence and that oil's never going to dry. It can sit there for six months if it has to and wait, and wait, and wait, and wait. And as the wood dries, the stain, the oil will carry the stain into the wood. And so, so that's the whole thing. We can afford a little bit of a higher moisture content. We still recommend 13%, but we can afford a higher moisture content because our stain can wait. It's hmm. not going to flash off. So, so that's important. So we've seen we stain a fence and it pushes water out the backside. It's just a crazy thing, a crazy phenomenon. But uh, there's a reason for it, and uh, and it does. It'll 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 work on newer stuff and it'll eliminate those callbacks. So yeah. that was the whole reason. That was the big epiphany for me, and that was the whole AFA presentation was really about that story and working through that and figuring those things out. Um, because somewhere along the way, it was like you know we hadn't had any callbacks. Well, we've been standing on our fences <laughs> and uh, started to click. Need gate operators? Need access control? Need video surveillance equipment? Southwest Automated Security is your one-stop shop. They're dedicated to being the nation's leader in service, customer relationships, and education. Click the link in the show notes to find an SAS near you. Man, they had a guy online talk about um, he was talking down on your stain. I think I sent you screenshots of it today, remember? Mm -hmm. He was like, why would you go with somebody who's got a stain that isn't proven, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, these uh, other stains from Sherman-Williams and, and uh, Bear, <clears throat> they've been around, DuPont, they got all these deep pockets. 
And I commented to the guy, I was like, well, here at the MyFence Life headquarters, we're still using a Commodore 64 computer because it's proven. Those Macs, they just, you know, they haven't well, been know, out that long. Well, you know, he's uh, got a good point, and, and I agree with I him. I mean, um, I, I get what he was saying, but yeah, you, you, you're learning through trial and error, and you're at a point to so, where – yeah, right. you know, he but but the guy's right. Perception is reality, right? Um, but the thing a lot of people don't know about, you know, this happens every time. You see, you see a stain brand, a paint brand, a, a equipment brand, an automaker, whatever it is, company comes out with a great product and then they get acquired. And once they get acquired by the conglomerate like Sherwin Williams or PPG, uh, what happens? Well, the formula change. Why did the formula change? Because there's a board of directors. And there's a CEO and the CEO's job is what one thing profitability, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If he doesn't, if he doesn't make the cuts necessary to maintain uh, profitability, he gets to go find another job, right? So his, his um, responsibility is not to make the best product. It's not to uh, make wood last forever. It's to, to make a product good enough uh, that it will sell a ton and to maximize profitability. Um, And they have chemists and the chemists work in labs and, Stuff in labs, we got a lab, we've got a chemist. Things in labs don't work the way they do in the field. So we built a stain for our own use in the field. Um, and we messed up a lot, you know, as we were going through that trial and error process, we would get it wrong, we go back and change it. We get it wrong, we go back and change it. When we got it right, we knew we got it right, and it was based on experience. One of our logos or, or slogans early on was showed a picture of a backyard and it said built in labs or developed in labs, just like this one. <laughs> you know, our our lab was Nashville, Tennessee, and we went out and we stained hundreds and thousands of fences with our products to develop them. And uh, and my goal is to make the best darn stain we can make for my service business. So I really could care less about selling stain. That's not why I started doing it. Um, but as things happen, we started selling it just just because. So so the way it goes. But you know, yeah. From from first glance, you would think going with a, a bigger company would make the most sense, but you got to understand what fuels those companies and what are their, what are their responsibilities. Ours is to make a really good stain. I I answer to no one when it comes to I don't have a board of directors that that are going to fire me if I don't uh, maximize profitability. So it's just the way it goes. You know that day may come when my kids take the business over or something. I don't know, but, but right now our goal is to make a darn good product. So yeah, that's the way it goes. Each is on. So uh, I didn't realize Shane Catton was at that. Uh, that stain and seal deal back in Lebanon. He said, great time. I remember it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Warner's in here. He said he saw it with his own eyes. I mean, it rained most of the day. It was freezing cold. Not freezing cold, but it was cold, raining, building fence. And uh, Kenny Dugan, the, a.k.a. the stain man, came in there and stained that baby. You know? Stained it pecan, number one color. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. You know, obviously – we don't recommend that, right? That's not ideal conditions, but we know how it is when you're on a fence truck, when you're on a stain crew, when you're building bridges, whatever, something, nothing goes perfect. Right. And there's sometimes you got to go, you know what, we got to do it now. It's now or never. And so, you know, it makes life a little easier. And now, and now we have what is this news coming to you straight from the, my fence life studios. We got breaking news, fellas. Hey, this story really isn't out of uh, Indiana, but I'm going to say it's out of Indiana because uh, Sean King's logo looks like a Kool-Aid man breaking through a wall. <clears throat> and that's kind of an ongoing joke between me and uh, Dan Wheeler. 
I think damn we always started with the Kool-Aid, man. But anyway, guys, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a cold. So we're going to replace New York with Indiana. Indiana officers arrested five juveniles and one adult on Monday for damaging fences as part of the Kool-Aid Man TikTok challenge. So apparently kids from 12 to 18 came in at 4 a.m. and started running through fences. And uh, the prank was later determined it was a Kool-Aid Man challenge. So if those were wood fences, they wouldn't have been doing that. They were doing it in vinyl fences. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. So, you know, Sean, with your uh, buy a vinyl fence, not a wood fence, I don't know, man. TikTok might have a different uh, opinion on that <laughs> with the Kool-Aid challenge. Hey, the facts <laughs> the facts remain. A properly maintained wooden fence or deck adds more value to a home than a similar vinyl or composite. Uh-oh. Facts. Oh, that's, that's fighting words, man. Hey, hey, I'm just telling you what uh, what all the survey companies say. Let me ask you this. If you got a little bit of money, what kind of fence do you get? A little bit of money? Yep. Um, I, get, would, I would get an you aluminum. Get pine, maybe cedar, right? If uh, you got a little bit more money, what do you get for your fence or your deck? You get vinyl or composite. But okay. if you're rich, what do you get? You get exotic hardwoods. You get Brazilians. You get mahoganies, Ipes, Kumaru's, Tiger Woods. So really, the, the ultimate in luxury is always going to be uh, wood, but um, you know everything's got its place. Sean yeah. King's uh, got his crosshairs on me right now, but I believe it. Yeah. We used to have a vinyl company. Those are fighting words, it. man. I think. Uh, hey. I think. Um, well, Fence Tech isn't next. What's the next one? Uh, the um, the Fence Show at the FWA. I think maybe uh, at the Fence Games that Sean's going to have there. We should have a, a boxing ring. You can get in there and duke it out, man. <laughs> Hey, anyway, man, straight, home, from, straight from the internet, man. Yeah, that's, that's poles, man. That's not me. <laughs> well, look, the teens ended up running through the fence. The five juveniles and an 18 year old, they were charged with a third degree criminal mischief. And they had to go back, pick it all up. And a local fence guy ended up coming in with the kids and teaching them how to repair the fence. So they actually that was their community service. Pretty good story, That's a man. good story. That's a good story. It is. It is. So They, uh, they all need to buy Mr. Fence tools to, to fix it. <laughs> hey, I got a bunch of those, man. I just dropped several thousand on Mr. Fence tools. Anyway, uh, breaking news, guys, are brought to you by D&D Technologies, <laughs> the uh, brand and gate hardware, unshakably, unbreakably, unmistakably the safest hardware ever made. If it doesn't say D&D, it doesn't say what? Come on, Cat. You, you, come on. You watch the show. It, it doesn't. It's not badass. That's it's got to be quality, man. <laughs> anyway, so <clears throat> yeah. Um, back to standing. Freaking breaking news, interrupting everybody, right? Um, so you know, getting back to the whole vinyl thing. You know, we're looking into doing vinyl, but we're really not ready to start implementing that yet. Uh, we just implemented Chainlink. And my guys are starting to learn that. Granted, I know it. I could go out there and do chain link fence all day, but they don't. And it costs money to train. Mm -hmm. So I can't, you know how much money I would lose if I started teaching my guys how to do chain link, vinyl, all in the same week? I wouldn't make any money for, you know, six weeks. So we're slowly bringing it in. But what we've decided that we're going to start doing is, is we're going to start offering a good, better, best. 
And we're going to do that with uh, two things. We're going to start implementing uh, stainless steel stain. And we're going to start implementing uh, fence armor. Because you start using post savers. And I think they have, um, I forget what the name is. I think it's called the um, Signature Series. Where if you use the post savers, if you use the caps, and there's <clears> something <throat> else I think you use. Post saver, cap, fence armor, stain until expert stain, expert yeah. wood care. Yeah. It's the Signature Series, and it gives you a 20-year warranty. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be our better. And then, of course, we're going to come back with our best. And our best is going to be the Postmaster with the um, uh, stain and seal stain. How many years is on the Postmaster? Uh, Postmaster's got a lifetime warranty on the post. What does that mean? So um, as long as you don't go over 70 mile an hour winds, they warranty the post not to break or bend. Um, and their lifetime. So if they end up <clears throat> rotting or whatever the hell, galvanized rust, they'll go ahead and replace it. So good, better, best. Can I challenge you? Yeah, because I see Matt Warner in the comments already getting on my ass about it. I never understood the good, better, best sales approach. So I'm kind of glad he's not the co-host tonight. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I will challenge you in, in simply telling you a story. So Go ahead. The, the wealthiest people I've ever met in most industries, but we'll talk specifically in the fence business, have offered one style, one thing. You can buy one thing from me, and that is it. Um, and I asked, I asked this particular person, I said, why, why do you only offer one style? And he said, he told me a story. He told parables like Jesus. And so I, I try to do the same thing. And his story was, he said, my friend lives across town and he builds outdoor kitchens and patios. And he said, he builds the most beautiful, uh, outdoor kitchens in, in the area. Nobody can compete him, compete with him. Um, and he said he does about two or $3 million a year. Um, and he said, he can't scale beyond that. And I said, well, why not? He said, because he has to be on every single job. He has to be there. He has to make sure everything goes right. Um, and he said, me, on the other hand, you can buy one thing from me. Uh, and, um, he scaled beyond that by quite a, by quite a large number. Um, and the same thing, if you look at Chick-fil-A, you know, Chick-fil-A offers five items. Um, and they, I think are five times more profitable than all the McDonald's, Burger Kings, Wendy's, and them um, per location, and they do it in six days instead of seven. So, I don't know. I don't know. I always, yeah. for, for me personally, I always, um, my goal is to, I sell Cadillacs. Well, thanks for uh, taking the wind out of my sail, Caleb. All right, say, guys, it's maybe been a great you, show. You, start, you seem like an Escalade guy. <laughs> you might just start selling Cadillacs. You never know. Oh, man, I can't. Look, I've had a lot of people call up and say, we want Fence King to do our fence because when when we see a Fence King sign, we think that it's the Mercedes. It's like the Mercedes Benz of fencing. And I'm kind of like, uh, okay. But it's because of the things that I've learned and the things that I'm implementing and the way we market. It all has a lot to do with it. And our warranty and our customer service, it all, you know, it's it's – a bunch of pieces to the puzzle. And when I hear that, I'm, uh, I mean, I've heard it more than once and it's really, really, uh, um, humbling. You know what I mean? Really humbling. 
I see we got a couple comments in here. Uh, Matt Lowry, yeah. pumpkin plant talk. That's I got through COVID because of pumpkin plant. December 2019, I read pumpkin plant. Uh, January 2020, I was like, screw it. I'm just doing wood and aluminum. And um, sure enough, COVID hit. And thank God I did that because my working capital went to buying a shitload of lumber and aluminum. And I didn't have to buy, I didn't have to break up, you know, my capital into buying a whole bunch of other things. Mike, yeah. uh, just so you know, that's Mike McCalkowitz. I can't believe I know how to say that. Uh, Pumpkin Plan. He's got a great, he's got a bunch of great books. Yeah. He's actually going to be on uh, Tom Reber's podcast, I think, coming up this week or today or tomorrow or something like that. Get out of here. Yeah. What's this? Yeah, uh, I sell Shelby Co- Cobras. What's that about? Dude, me and Matt, I'm a competitive guy like Matt, and I'm, you. it's just burning me up that I said a Cadillac, and he said Cobra. <laughs> Can't take it back now. <laughs> I should have said G550s. I sell Gulf Streams, Matt. <laughs> it's too bad. No, but I, that's just a story, right? Everybody, you know, there's a lot of guys that sell a thousand SKUs, and then there's people that sell one thing. You know, it's just the way it goes. I, for me, um, I like to sell a limited uh, for service. I just want to give you the best right up front. So I'll tell you why we started implementing uh, Chainlink this year. Because we were or still are projecting a 15% uh, decrease in sales because really? of, uh, well, you know, whether you believe there's a recession or a um, correction or whatever freaking adjective you want to use, <clears throat> it doesn't matter if there really is going to be one. If the media is talking about it and people start thinking about it, then they start acting like it is. Man, so, I think it's actually an opportunity. I think now that houses are getting cheaper and cars are going to get cheaper um, and oil is going to get cheaper, that that's just going to free up so much more money to build fences and stain. So, well, I think we're going to grow this year. So that's what I did, man. I went ahead and implemented a chain link to offset some of the sales that I may lose. Now, Will I continue to to do that? I don't know, but my P and L will dictate that, right? You know, so um, that's kind of where we're at with it. You know, I hear you. I, I really like being the wood guy and the aluminum guy, but it has opened more doors for us to uh, to um, close that gap that we're anticipating. You know, yep. That's why that's why that's wise. You know, if it does slow down then you'll be glad you did it. If it doesn't, you can easily cut it out. Well, here's the thing. It's a win-win. If it does slow down, then I made up some of the percentages that I wasn't making before, right? So it's not as bad. If it's just say it's 15 and I do 5% chain link, well, it's 10. It's not as bad as 15, right? If there isn't a slowdown, then I just added 5% to my yeah. sales. It's, it's, it's a win-win. You know, and then my guys are getting, they're knowing more about fence. They're learning more things and we can tackle more things. And of course, then we can grow and maybe one day, you know, be empire fence and netting of <clears throat> Waverly, Nebraska and building, uh, you know, baseball fields and shit. Right. <laughs> so look, man, enough of the chit chat. I got, I got to say this. Let's, um, let's address the elephant in the room, right? There was some uh, drama at Fence Tech about your uh, unveiling of your new stain machine. Sure. You know, I saw it all online, and I had a lot of people uh, 
sending me stuff because they know that you you're a partner with my fence life and I think they might have been kind of poking trying to get me to say things and I was keeping quiet um I understand corporate America and and so forth so some people don't but let's let's talk about that man let's talk about this new stain <clears throat> machine you got let's talk about the things that we're seeing online and let's address them and let's just ixnay that and move on in World War II, the B-52 bomber pilots, they would fly over, and a lot of times it was fog. They were in the clouds. They couldn't see. Mm-hmm. But when they started getting flack, you know, those exploding shells in the air, mm-hmm. you know what that means, don't you? You're in the right spot. You're over the target area. Yeah. And um, and I think this is just a case of that, simple case of that. When you when you bring a product to market, and you know, um, in, in a place where people have not had, you know, there's the the fence guys who built fence panels, you know, Ameristar knows that there's 50 other companies that build the same four foot tall flat top panel. Uh, they're used to competition. The chain link weavers know that there's 50 people building chain link uh, fabric. Joe Evers. Um, the fence pickets. You know, if you're a sawmill, you're used to competition and you understand that uh, competition creates um, it creates it's good for the for the market. It's right? healthy, man. It's healthy. It's healthy. And some, some of the um, people, you know, at FinsTech just, they've been the only game in town for a long time. And um, I think that, you know, wood coatings is a $15.3 billion industry uh, for 2023. Texas alone's 325 million bucks for exterior wood coatings. So I think there's plenty of meat on the bone for everybody, but we just came out with a product that we teamed up with a overseas manufacturer um, that we think is going to just turn the world upside down. And obviously it has. Um, we found us a painting machine for painting, um, timbers like smooth wood. And, um, we tried it with our stain. We loved it. We called the manufacturer. We said, Hey, I think we can sell a lot of these things. And, uh, could we, could we work a deal out for exclusivity? And we did. And, um, we have to modify the machine slightly because sawdust on rough cut lumber. We had to modify that. Uh, we had to do a couple other things to get the bottom roller to roll, um, in, in stain because, Stain's not quite as thick as paint. So we modified it, put our name on the side of it, and um, released it. And um, the, so, res- the, so, the response has been huge. So one of the things that I heard was, is, <clears throat> and actually it was mentioned that the video that I took, because I went live when you were uh, unveiling it, because I remember um, you're like, hey, hey, I'm getting ready to do something. Come go live for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you said, we made this machine. And there were some people out there. Uh, literally, I got a text from somebody, and, and, and they called you a DB, right? This douchebag, he's lying mm-hmm. to us, right? He didn't make that machine. Well, you know, once you know the whole story, you did kind of make the machine to do what you want it to do, right? So, so sure. I mean, when you take things out of context, things can, can get twisted real easy. But when you – so I have experience working – obviously with post saver brand and different things that come from overseas. And, um, when I say overseas, I mean, Europe, I don't mean China, Europe is what I'm talking about. And, um, so yeah, we made this machine. So yeah, sure. I jumped in, in bed with this company and, um, to become their sales force for North America for this machine. And, uh, we modified it and I did say, we, we made this machine specifically to do this job. And that's what we did. Um, did I design the machine? No. Did I have heavy, heavy influence on the, the changes? that are coming down the pipe for the machine. Absolutely. Um, 100% on that. So whatever. 
Um, it is what it is. We got a machine that'll run our stain. You can stain boards on a job site in your backyard, wherever, and you can hang them right on the fence. They don't drip. So I think we got a winner and we can do it cheap. We can do it at a great price. And uh, I'm excited because I think we're going to sell thousands of these. I mean, it's going to be a game changer for well, a lot know, of people. I was talking to Bam uh, at Fence Tech, and he was showing me where, yeah, man, we did this and we changed this and we did that and we made it work for this. So after talking to him in depth and finding out what was going on, I literally said to him, I said, y'all, y'all just like renovated this whole thing, just redid it, remade it. And he's like, yeah, we just kind of took – what they had and made it work for us. So when I heard that comment, well, you know, he said he made it. Well, you pretty much did. You made it work for you, you know? Um, so, you know, and then, then the other thing we saw was is, oh, you can buy these things online. You can buy them, uh, you can buy them cheaper, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, you know, if you know anything about corporate America, and I found this out at Fence Tech, that you had just acquired the rights to this show, what I mean, the show to um, to this product a week or two prior. Man, if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. It was fast. We moved I know, fast I know it was. I can tell you this much: when I talked to Ashley, I was like, what, what, "What's going on?" She's like, I, "I just found out today," and that's your wife. She's like, "Oh, I heard some what, buzz about so, it, but I didn't realize this was happening." Yeah, so time kills deals, right? I'm, I'm a, I like to make deals, and you got to make them fast if you want. If you sit and wait, I knew the opportunity Fence Tech would provide for us with the machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we basically think of it as a printer. We want to sell printers, um, in because we sell ink, right? We make stains, and a lot of fence guys cannot stain fences because they're scared to death of the liability of overspray or hiring painters or all of this, and so. It is what it is. So we know that if we if we have a solution for them, they'll they'll take it. So so that's the way it goes. Um, yeah, there was a website. One, you know, we cleared the web. There was one that didn't. We couldn't make contact with uh, that showed the machine at a cheaper price. But um, at the end of the day, all the guys that were talking, whatever they were saying, that said that they ordered one. You just wait and see if they get it because it was just a mistake. So that's the way it goes. Our goal is to get this machine out to everybody as at a reasonable price as possible. Um, at a distributor near you. So, I mean, that's that's all it is. It's to help fence guys stain more fences so they can add a buck or two bucks to every picket that they uh, run through their truck. And that's that's just that's what we're going to do with it. So, well, look, man, I, I'm, I'm that guy. You know, Dylan tells me he's going to stain a fence. I'm like, I'm outside doing this, checking the wind. I'm, I'm freaking out, you know, because in his mind is we're staying in a fence. But in my mind is is uh, who's going to take that phone call with Miss Betty? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. who's got to deal with the uh, the insurance agents, the insurance claim? <clears throat> who's got to deal? You know what I mean? That's where I stand. So um, I love seeing that machine. I'm like, yes, I like this. I can get a guy who is not skilled to build fence. I can get mm-hmm. anybody run boards through a freaking thing. Ooh, yeah, ooh, we can we can ooh. do a board in three seconds. Every yeah. three seconds, we can put a fence board through, and it's dry enough. Um, the board's dry enough. You can put it right on the fence without it dripping, which is huge. Um, that, that's, uh, that's the way it goes. So, yeah. Um, so we're uh, not, we're not here to put anybody out of business, man. Like I said, dude, this is a, such a huge industry. There's, there's plenty of other machines. They've been making pre-stained machines since the Olympic flood coder, uh, in 1970 and it's all the same design. So, I mean, 
Well, you know this what? Is, I, this is know, old old technology. I know. Here's the thing, man. Your machine isn't. It's more affordable for the guy who's just getting started. And I look at it as a a stepping stone, right? Here's a machine that you can pre-stain. I can fold it up, put it on the back seat of my truck, <laughs> right? It's like it's like the mm-hmm. size of a um, a table saw. Yeah, yeah. Right. This is an entry. It's yeah. It's an entry level machine. It's made for it's made for the guy in the truck. It's not made for um, Benford. To, you know, supply to be running their million fence pickets a year through. It's not made for that. It's made for um, it's made for a very specific niche contractor and an affordable price. And uh, and that's exactly what it's for. Exactly. I think I think this machine that we come out with is going to make all the pre stain machines sell more. I mean, that's just the way it goes. As we get as we bring more and more. Um, light on staining, on pre-staining, on dip tanking, and all of those things. It's gonna, it's gonna go. Um, we showed everybody our dip tank at, at Staining University. We said, take pictures of it, take videos of it. Yeah. We're gonna sell these dip tanks, but take pictures and videos of it because I don't care. We're not here to make money on a dip tank. We're here um, to help guys. We're we're here to teach people how to fish, and that's the way it goes. So, hey, you I'm, seen, I'm uh, confident with what we've done. You seen uh, Colby? Is it Colby Beerman? He went mm-hmm, ahead and mm-hmm. built him a dip tank, painted it purple, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's out there dipping fence boards. You the know? more fence boards that get dipped, the more people will want dip fence boards. It's just the way it goes. Exactly, yeah. man. And I agree yeah. with you that it's going to be a stepping stone. Um, you know, there was a lot of <clears throat> there was a lot of buzz, a lot of bullshit out there about, you know, the stain tracks upset about your, your deal. <clears throat> and in essence, um, excuse me. In essence, somebody's going to buy your machine, and they're going to have so many damn fences to stain. They're going to end up buying another machine that can rip and roll, where they can do things at their uh, at their yard, standing boards up, and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's just good for the industry. Yeah, you know. So, um, so for all you guys out there that are hating, you know, sit down, shut up. You know, Caleb's yeah, got a good just, thing. You know, yeah. it's, it, it is what it is. I mean, I think a lot of people jump to conclusions, but but we yeah. do what we say, and what we said is true. So it is what it is. I love the idea, man. Come into a town near you. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Cannon Johnson, Cannon must be drinking. Cannon, it's Wednesday. Just because you're not on the show doesn't mean that's an excuse to drink. Okay, man. <laughs> oh, and you had that big old 500 gallon bucket, um, at uh. At Stainless Steel University. Did you have it at Fence Tech? Was it there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right in the middle of our booth. I don't even know. Yeah. I, I probably was too busy noticing everything else. Matt kept me so busy, bro. It was insane. Yeah, he kept me hemmed sure. up. He kept me hemmed up. It was a good show. It was a good show. And and as Mark Olson says, haters add fuel. I, I, please keep it coming. Please keep it coming. Mark Olson, you still suck. <laughs> That's my new thing. Whatever Mark does, I'm just going to say you suck. <laughs> Mark's got so many haters, man, but the guy is, is doing great things. You know, He's uh, bringing a lot of awareness to the industry. He's out there testing equipment. I'm waiting for him to test this uh, U.S. hammer. You know? Hey, I love that Wood Defender video he's got where he sets the car on fire. That's the coolest thing. Oh, really? Cause is yeah. he a Wood Defender guy? Yeah, it's okay. It's the industry. It's a cool video. He sets a car on fire or tries to take a torch to it or something. <laughs> yeah, he's got some crazy videos. He took a uh, a Titan <clears throat> driver, I think he like threw it in a ditch, <laughs> like full of water. He's like, this is what I think about this. 
Oh, man. Anyway. Uh, oh, hey, talking about this issue. Hey, guys, go to myfencelife.com. Fill out the contact form at the end. We'll go ahead and give you a uh, Finch Track. We love Finch Track, man. Great product. They're uh, they're framing they're framing your uh, imagination, man. It's the most versatile fence system ever. We love it. They went ahead and sponsored these. Says Finch Track right here. Uh, these things were like hotcakes at Fence Tech, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, we gave a bunch away. You had some in our booth, and they all they all disappeared. Dude, I gave them out, and everybody was asking for more. And I was like, uh, I can't because I've got a bunch of people i got to send them to that have been in my inbox. Yeah. Stain. How can stain give me more margin? That's what I want to know. Give me a quick how it can add margin in, in profit. Okay. If, um, if, you're, if you're one of four bids for a fence and your bid has staining on it, separates you that could add margin um if you stain <clears throat> if you if you go obviously if you go stain the fence you can uh you can make margin on it traditionally usually a higher margin that on on staining than on the actual construction of the fence it looks like you're Just drinking but, moonshine by the way it looks like it but i wouldn't be drinking it like that if i was <laughs> but um Stain can add margin in a couple ways. It can add margin just by as being a differentiator. It can increase your close rate. Um, it can it can add a higher margin than what you're used to per man hour, just because of you know guys can go stain a fence that's 200 feet long in, in an hour, two hours. Uh, it takes you a little longer than that to build one, unless you got Matt Warner's crew, Mario, um, and that's just the way it goes. Um, it reduces callbacks. That's going to increase your margin and can, can increase cash flow and revenue. You know if you're getting paid for um, if you're turning, you know, every, every fence you build averages $2,000, but you throw stain in and now they all average $3,000 that changes things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you can increase the lifetime value per customer, um, because you don't have to, um, because you go back and see them every couple of years. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which also can reduce your cost to acquire a customer because you're seeing your old customers again. Right. So those are, those are some of the things. You know, there's a lot of ways. Stain's, stain's a good thing. You know, everybody says, why do you need to stain? Why the, the margins and all this or, or the uh, it'll make your wood last and all this. But the real reason is like Mrs. Jones is staining the fence because it looks good. It makes it look good. That's all it comes down to. So if your fences look better than the rest, um, who else are they going to call? You know, so what do we got to do to get this uh, maintenance contract that you got? Is that available? <laughs> Well, we don't have a maintenance contract. Uh, we just we just make it really easy for guys to to sell maintenance because because we have uh, a warranty that that requires maintenance. Just like if you buy a new truck, it requires maintenance to maintain the warranty. If you buy a stain uh, and put it on your fence, you got to maintain it. You got to wash it every so often. You got to restain it every so often. If you do that, it'll make your fence last forever. So um, that's the way we do it. And so by us setting that uh, standard, uh, it makes it really easy for the contractor to say, hey. You want to keep your warranty, you got to have me redo it every couple of years. So that's the idea behind that. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Look, man. It takes it was, the ball out of your court. Yeah. Yeah. It was great talking to you, bro. I really appreciate it. Um, you're always, uh, I got oh, I got a guy from California calling me, man. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, I appreciate you coming on. Always good info. I'm going to cut this thing a little short. My voice, my I'm sick. Hopefully next week things are better. But I want to give a big shout-out to um, 
the guys who helped make this possible, Southwest Automated. Of course, Caleb with Expert Stain and Seal. He's a great partner to have. D&D Technologies, Badass Hinges. Fence Track, the most versatile fence system out there. And uh, my good buddy, old pal, Matt Warner and my salesman. Man, I saw another job on my salesman today, and I didn't even have to do anything. That uh, I love that. <laughs> I know y'all use it too, huh, Caleb? Yeah, yeah, we've used my salesman. I, I don't know. My dad told he he got my salesman in the fence business way back in the day, and they they've been using it ever since. We use it, and um, you know, you do what works. Yeah, um, bizraiser.com helps us with our reviews and uh, <laughs> Clever Fox Online. Thank you, Benji. Made this pretty cool little background that we got going on here today. Uh, that's our new uh, our new background, man. I'm digging it. it. Looks crazy. So, thank you, Caleb. I appreciate your time. And hey, fellas, uh, y'all keep on fencing, okay? We'll see you appreciate next it. week. Thanks, Dan. We'll see you guys soon. You've been listening to My Fence Life. Yes, we like to have fun. Beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun, we take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.